Hello and welcome to another edition of Chesapeake Hockey Week. I am Scotty Wands. How are you guys doing? Happy spring. It has finally sprung. But unfortunately, this is our penultimate episode. Um, we'll get to that here in a minute. We've got playoffs galore. We've got uh, Team Maryland in the South Division Final. We've got Navy in the National Championship for D1 in the ACHA. And we have the Navy women in the D2 ACHA Championship uh, as well. Uh, and then we'll do a little D2 wrap-up with Maryland and Stevenson. So let's get to it. We'll start off with uh, Team Maryland, who was in the South Division for the first time in the franchise's five-year existence. And uh, they uh, had themselves a nice little uh, matchup against the Philadelphia Little Flyers, the three and four seeds after they upset the one and two seeds because that's how seedings work. And they traveled up to Aston, Pennsylvania for St. Paddy's Day, hoping to get some luck of the Irish uh, in this game. And things got started off pretty well, 7.38 in. Tyler Hissong with a nice little uh, rip off the wing. Uh, puts home his second of the playoffs. Hunter Hoffman, his first assist. Team Maryland up in the early going. Uh, but penalty troubles on both sides of the puck would be an issue in the first period. And towards the end of the first period, it would result in a little Flyers power play goal with uh, Kobe Howitt with a shot and a goal pass. Lincoln Crosby, uh, that's his first of the playoff with uh, under five minutes remaining. We are tied up at one. And that's the last of the scoring we would see uh, for regulation. It was a very uh, stalemate matchup in that no one really getting a lot of possession in the offensive zone, a lot of neutral zone uh, trapping up, not necessarily trapping up, but neutral zone play, back and forth, ping-ponging. Uh, no team got over double digits in shots, uh, less the Philadelphia Flyers, Little Flyers did in the first period. But it was single digits all the way through. And then in overtime, penalty trouble, Reared its ugly head for Team Maryland. Back-to-back -back penalties to start off the uh, one to start off the frame, and then one in the middle of it, which ended in a Jack Constable uh, goal at 8:31 into the first overtime. His first of the playoffs. That's all she wrote here. Philadelphia Little Flyers win at two to one. Lincoln Crosby 32 saves in the defeat, and Maryland with their uh, back up against the wall in this best-of-three series. They would have some home cooking on Saturday and some crowd support as well with the Maryland Black Bears playing ahead of them. People stayed around. It was a free-of-charge game as they are at Team Maryland, and here you go. Good fan support for this one. And you can see that the uh, Team Maryland really got behind it. They were they were flying a little bit there in the first. The Little Flyers taking a little bit of an advantage offensively, trying to end it there so they didn't have to go to a game three. But with six minutes remaining in the first period, Tommy Tracy puts home his first of the playoff, uh, which is surprising to see. I have to say he's had a lot of chances, had a lot of, uh, had a lot of assists too. Uh, but he gets a nice, big, juicy rebound off a, a Noah Goes shot and puts it into the open net for his first. Goes his first assist as well. And we are up one nothing going into the break. Team Maryland wouldn't waste any time in the second period. Uh, Three forty one into it. JJ Creighton rips one from the point, seeing eye puck through a lot of traffic for his second of the playoffs on the power play. Morley Phillips, his first assist of the playoffs. Team Maryland up two to nothing. But the power play would be a big thing for the Philadelphia Little Flyers into the second frame as they get back to back 
power play goals. First starting 9.09 into the frame. Kobe Howitt again uh, getting a power play goal. His second of the season, or second of the playoffs, second of the series. And then Christo Walker, 13.03, gets his second of the playoff on the power play as Team Maryland gets three back-to-back-to-back penalties like it was uh, Tom Amansky or something. And we are tied up at two. And then, you know, Colin Berkey kind of took over defensively as well. He played a solid game outside of those uh, two goals. He was flashing the letter. He was keeping uh, Team Maryland in it, making sure that third one did not get in. And after two frames, he was successful in the third frame. Here comes Team Maryland. Tommy Tracy once again, his second of the game, second of the playoffs. Just another juicy rebound in front from a Morley Phillips shot. He puts it home for his second. Phillips' second assist. And Maryland is up 3-2. to two. And then with just about five minutes remaining, 5.04 to be exact, Morley Phillips gets his seventh of the season. Just coming off the wing, rips one home, uh, and he does a little dab in celebration. J.J. Creighton with the assist, his third. And that's all she wrote on this one. Team Maryland ties the series up and goes to a winner-take-all game three with a victory on Saturday. Berkey with 30 saves. In the winning effort, so they have a day off, and then they travel up to Aston once again to see if they can't topple and get to the Frozen Finals uh, in this. And unfortunately, uh, it was not to be. Uh, a late first period scoring by the Philadelphia Little Flyers with under two minutes remaining. Shane Green gets his first of the uh, playoffs, making it one to nothing. But a minute and uh, change later, Tommy Tracy on a heater, as the kids like to say, his third goal. Uh, of the playoffs, and just a wrister that handcuffed the goalie and just popped over him, went through him. It is tied up at one after one period. But then late into the second, Shane Green scores with 427 remaining, his second of the game and of the playoff. And the little Flyers are up 2-1 to one going into the break. And then midway through the third period, Jack Constable with his second of the playoffs ends it for that, uh, for the Philadelphia Little Flyers, just as he ended game one, and the Little Flyers would win it 3-1, to one, the final two power play goals against by Team Maryland that kind of haunted them, uh, penalties at the wrong time. Uh, all the goals except for one were on the power play for the Little Flyers, so that would show you something uh, right there about uh, how crucial it is to stay disciplined, especially in playoff hockey. Colin Berkey, Made 31 saves in the defeat in Game 3, and that is the season for Team Maryland. We will talk about, uh, do a little wrap-up for them next week, kind of go overview what's going on, how this team can grow. I mean, really, the only other step right now is going to the Frozen uh, the frozen Finals. So uh, we will talk about that a little more next week, but congratulations to the boys on a hell of a season. I mean, this is a, 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 heck, of a heck of a crew who really turned it on in the, in the drive to the playoff knowing that they wanted to get home ice advantage, at least for the playing game, did that, toppled over the number one seed in the South, and then went uh, toe-to-toe with a well-known foe. Uh, and unfortunately, not in the cards this time. But uh, hope springs eternal next season. So we will see what this team has to offer and Josh Fusco's crew, uh, crew what they can bring for the 2023-2024 season. But again, we will talk more about that next week. The Naval Academy Midshipmen, they went up to Marble, Massachusetts, both the men's and women's squads, 
and they went to nationals. Uh, for the women's side, it was pool play, so they got at least three games. But for the men's side, it was one and done, and they were in, in as the number 19 seed, taking on Calvin University. And uh, it was uh, it was a bit of a tough start for Navy to to get going. Calvin was all over them in the first period, uh, out shooting them 18 to five. But Charles Daugherty with a uh, heck of a performance in that first period, stomping all 18. Navy not able to get any in on their five, so we are scoreless after one period of play. And then uh, second period, Navy starting to come back a little bit offensively, but unfortunately, uh, kind of like with Team Maryland, penalties and uh, power plays went against them uh, just a wee bit as Christoph Petrilia gets his first of the tournament with a power play goal, 528 into the second, and Calvin is up one to nothing. Navy would try to fight back in all of this, but they could not get an equalizer in the second period. And then starting the third period, not a great time had by all as Cairo Van Dusing, 125 in, scores for Calvin, puts him up two to nothing. Then at the five minute mark, exacta, another power play goal. Josh Ernst, his first of the tournament, uh, makes it three to nothing. 206 later, Josh Tack puts his first in. As uh, then Calvin goes up four to nothing, and then with under four minutes remaining, Stephen X with his first, and that's all she wrote there. Navy gets shut out five to nothing against Calvin University. Charles Daugherty with a 33 save effort for the mids in this, and unfortunate for the mids, uh, not able to uh, go past the first or the play-in round in this. But again, another strong showing by this squad. Overall, we will talk about them next week as well. Um, just uh, just not a fun time. Not not a great time uh, in this one. But to get to Nationals in general is a hell of an effort by this squad, and hopefully they kind of put that into focus when you kind of look back at the season and kind of do, do uh, a little bit of uh, reminiscing. So... The men out on Thursday. The women started their round robin on Thursday against NDSU, North Dakota State University Bisons. And uh, a big, big dub for the Navy women. And they get started really early, 51 seconds in. Kirsta Wheelock with a uh, a great anticipation on the forecheck, picking off a clearing pass and going backhand for her first of the tournament. One to nothing, Navy. Navy was all over NDSU. From the word go, they had 17 shots in the first period. Wheelock got another goal with under three minutes remaining. Just a rebound off, uh, rebound in front that's just kind of batted around by both Navy and NDSU players. Uh, no assists given on this one, but you could probably give one or two assists to some uh, mids in the mix. But Wheelock gets her second of the night, uh, and we are up two to nothing going into the second period. 111 in. On a two-player advantage, Lauren Power, player of the year, pots one home with a redirect off a, a nice little pass around in the point. Christ, uh, Christina Cornelio with the assist there. Power with the tip. Ela Boo, three to nothing. And then yet on another power play, on another two-player advantage, Cornelio gets hers, uh, her first of the tournament. A wrister from the top of the circle off a nice little pass from Lauren Power to settle things down. Rips it home. It's 4 nothing Navy going into the third. Again, kind of out shooting uh, NDSU 20-7. to A lot of that thanks to some big power plays that they were afforded in this game. But the clean sheet 
for Maggie Colossus was not to be as uh, Jaden Bresden pots home her first of the tournament seven minutes into the third to get NDSU on the board, but that's all they would go as Navy takes their first game in Pool A play. Uh, 4-1. to 47-17 were the shots. Navy really uh, taking advantage of just their offensive ability and uh, their their defensive prowess, too, keeping the puck on the outside, not getting a lot of good grade-A chances on Colossa. And, uh, yeah, great start to the tournament. Then, then Friday happened. Friday was a weird game. Friday was, was a game that you could probably look back and just go, ooh, could have went really either way. A very, uh, again, kind of a, a neutral zone battle. Not a lot of shots in this one. In fact, Navy had more shots in their first game than combined with Northeast in the second game. Uh, 47 shots in the first game for Navy alone. Only 41 shots combined between Navy and Northeastern uh, to start off with. But 444 in, a lot of fours in that one. Uh, Sarah Leonard with her first of the tournament. Uh, for Northeastern, that puts the Huskies up one to nothing. But 8:34 in Savannah, Holt comes alive on this with a uh, two-on-one between her and Samantha Clark, just wristing it high for her first of the year. Clark's first assist. We are tied up at one as we head into the second period, and a very very calm play as well. Not a lot of penalties, unlike the first game for uh, NDSU and Navy. Navy and uh, Northeastern played a very clean game, only two penalties all game. Second period, no scoring whatsoever on that. Uh, and then third period, not a lot of scoring, not a lot of shots on goal from there. But it went with uh, just about five minutes remaining. 5.36, in fact, Sophia Whitaker puts one home for Northeastern, her first of the tournament. That puts them up 2-1. to one. But only moments later, Lindsey Beisch with uh, her first of the tournament, a wrister from the point right off the faceoff. Uh, Brooke Gauthier with a uh, big win to Lauren Power. Lauren Power puts it to Beisch. Beisch puts it home for her first. Power's second assist. Gauthier, Gauthier with her first assist. And we are tied up. And then, oh, heartbreak. Heartbreak in this one as it appeared that Lindsey Beich had put home the game winner with only seconds to spare. But unfortunately, the horn had sounded before she was able to get the shot off. And man, it, Navy thought they had it had it won. Colossa came down with her, with her helmet and gloves off celebrating. But the referee waved it off, and we go into overtime. And in that overtime, uh, man... Abigail LaMontagne with her first of the year just before the halfway point of the overtime. And uh, actually, I think it's only a 10-minute overtime, so just in a few seconds left, they get the win. Colossa with 20 saves in the defeat. A heartbreaker for Navy as uh, they drop this one, and they are in a must-win situation uh, and then also need a little help as well from NDSU to beat Northeastern. But... Um, Unfortunately, not to be in this one. It got started well enough for the mids. Uh, just past the halfway point, Samantha Clark pots her first. Just a scrum in front. She pots home her first. Lauren Power with her third assist of the tourney. And Navy is up one to nothing. But then Asuncion University uh, gets on the board with about five minutes remaining. Samantha Porzinski with her first of the year, or first of the playoffs. 
And then right before the buzzer, 137, Jackie Pulak with her second of the tournament puts Asuncion up uh, three or two to one. Nothing happening in the second except a, a fair amount of penalties. Uh, Asuncion with three penalties to Navy's one. Navy could not capitalize on the power play, unfortunately. And then in the third period, Catherine, Bar uh, Catherine Barker with her first of the tournament with under seven minutes remaining, and that puts a bow on it for Asuncion. They win 3-1, to one. but unfortunately both the tournaments for these uh, women are done as Northeastern beat NDSU, and they moved on to the final four in play. Colossa with 21 saves in this one, and uh, yeah, heartbreak once again for Navy. Who, who knows what kind of energy they could have had if they potted that last second goal or if that last second goal would have counted. It's tough. Tough to do, but hey, um, it's all beans. It's all beans. It's only a game. It sucks, but you look back on it, it's only a game. To get there again, like I said with the men, to get there to nationals and what the women had to do to go through the DVCHC and win that whole, whole dang thing to get to nationals was pretty damn exciting so congratulations to the ladies and we will do a review on them next week as well a little d2 wrap up and we'll start with the university of maryland terrapins who my goodness gracious what a season that they had for themselves as well a big turnaround season uh for them and and one of them that really uh put them on the map i would say in the d2 landscape got a lot of confidence for the young players a lot of quality players on this team as well. I mean, you all you had, you you knew you had Liam Eden and Tucker Healy coming back. Uh, Trevor Drake came up for the last few games from the D three squad. He powered through in a big way for himself this season. Uh, Daniel Tomaszewski was there. Brian Teske coming from Team Maryland to beef up the blue line that already had Hunter Airy, Tomaszewski on it. You know, just a whole great squad of players. You had uh, Henry Peltier with uh, his return along with Aiden Jones and Eric Bernberg. I mean, you had a full roster. Just the depth of this squad was uh, something else. And what more can you say about Max Noonan dropping down from uh, D3? Nichols College comes into this season, and boy, howdy, lights it up with 31 goals on the year, uh, 56 points overall, averaging better than two points per game. And uh, my goodness, he was a force to be reckoned with. In fact, four guys over a points per game this year with uh, Trevor Drake, who had 37 points in 25 games, Liam Eden with 35 points in 27 games, and Tucker Healy, 29 points in 27 games for that. But you look at what they were able to do, a, a big winning streak to start off this season. As they went 9-0 and to start the season, didn't lose a game until November in that ACC showcase uh, and then kind of just went from there. Had a hell of a showing. Uh, just the offense was out of this world, obviously. Like I said, just uh, a heck of a time for this team, uh, for all that firepower all across the board was huge. And, and goaltending-wise was solid as well. Uh, Peltier had a 284 goals against, but a 913 save percentage. Eric Bernberg in his six starts, or his six games, 5-0 and with a 256 goals against and a 928 save percentage. Even Aiden Jones... Aiden Jones, uh, 6-0 with uh, 268 goals against and a 909 save percentage. So the the depth for these this squad is there. Came up just short in uh, 
in the playoffs as well, but you got to figure uh, with Noonan having another year of eligibility in college left, Trevor Drake going around, Tucker Healy. I mean, this team is pretty stacked all the way through. And like I said, Teske, Hunter Airy as well around there, Brandon Chen, Andrew Iskovich on the blue line, James Body had some injuries, but he will be back uh, full of pith and vinegar, I'm sure, and the goaltending crew will be there. So it's going to be a huge, huge year, uh, a big a big starting point for this squad to get back to uh, some huge notoriety that they are looking to get, and I think they kind of deserve it after a season like this. So we will see what this team can move forward with uh, moving on into 23-24. A team they faced a lot of this past year was Stevenson University as they faced them like four times in the first two months of the season. And Stevenson had a uh, much more of a rough go about it, I would say. I mean, a team that um, started started off very, very slow, found their way, I think, finally towards the end of the season, really found their touch, was able to uh, get things going for themselves late in the season. Getting five of their ten wins in the second half of the season after semester break, including a thrilling overtime victory over Towson in uh, the Crab Pot con- consolation game, but I mean, you're gonna you're gonna see this team kind of change a little bit. Brendan Jesse, uh, who was the captain this year, he run he is uh, in his senior year, 25 points, 15 goals in 27 games. Zach Garneau leading the defense with uh, 16 points in 27 games. Chris Robinson, Michael Hughes, guys who came on uh, late uh, in the season as well, as well as Gavin Kane. I think Gavin Kane had a uh, heck of a second half of the season for himself, and I, you're going to see a lot of him going forward as he was just a frosh uh, this season. Uh, Jonah Carlson on the D-line, providing a little bit of uh, defensive grit back there uh, as well. Goaltending-wise, it was a uh, kind of a in-and-out situation, mostly between uh, Jonathan Vitti and Peter Skidmore. Um, goals against average, not too grand, but um, such is life in this one. Jonathan Vitti, 5-9-1 with a four goals against and an 8-81 save percentage. Skidmore, 2-5-0 with a four, uh, 4.54 goals against and an 8-70 save percentage. Sage Deneau also got five games in, 3-2-0 with 3-74 goals against and an 8-45 uh, save percentage for his first season in there. But... Plenty of things happening with Stevenson. I think they were able to uh, learn a lot for themselves in that second part of the semester with a new identity coming through in the uh, school-wide. We will have to see what this team can do moving forward, what they can take momentum-wise after this season and uh, get back to uh, a little bit of their uh, solid solid play that they had starting off this whole shebang-a-bang about five years ago. I do believe that they started going um, five or six around the time that this podcast started. So congratulations to Stevenson. Hopefully next year a uh, better better uh, fate for them and uh, continued success for Mike Ergo in that squad out there. Let's get to some players. Um, Lacey Eden, shout out. The Annapolis native wins her second NCAA uh, championship as the Wisconsin Badgers become the first team in NCAA women's uh, tournament history to win as an unseeded as they defeated Ohio State one to nothing uh, in a big, big situation there. Eden did not get any points in the uh, after the playing round, but uh, she was there for a lot of good forechecking, a lot of good puck possession, and uh, a solid, 
solid team effort in all this. Uh, Eden only 20 years old in her sophomore season, so we will see plenty of her uh, moving forward in 23-24, trying to do the old repeater Rooney in this. So uh, 40 points in 40 games. That's a point per game, folks, which adds to her 15 points in 15 games of 2020-2021. Uh, so she is a point-per-game player with 55 points in 55 games through two seasons of college hockey. That's pretty dang solid, if you do say so myself. So shout-out to Lacey Eden and the Wisconsin Badgers as the Sassy Badgers get another uh, championship, a record-breaking seventh championship in the in the women's side of things. Awesome to see. And awesome to have a, awesome to have a Marylander a part of that as well. Hey, Sam Annis is back, everybody, after a core surgery uh, situation. He comes back with a bang on St. Patty's Day as he punts a goal in his return in a 2-1 to victory over the Phantoms. Uh, did not register a point the Saturday night against Rochester, but two big Hershey Bear wins. That puts him at eight goals and 16 points on the season. Good to see the Pot- Potomac, Maryland native back at it again, uh, especially after a surgery that uh, pretty big hampering in, in that situation there too. Uh, Micah Berger again on a warpath here as he pots a goal and sixth assist on the weekend as Wenatchee wins two more games, uh, seven to four over Merritt, where Berger had four assists and then a five to four shootout victory over the Cranbrook Bucks, a goal and two assists there. Berger 51 points in 40 games with two games remaining for the Miami of Ohio commit. Jesse Horacek had himself a weekend, had himself a Sunday, let me tell you, in a big three-game sweep of uh, for the Maryland Black Bears by the Johnstown Tomahawks. Two goals on Sunday for Horacek, an assist on Saturday, uh, and uh, they ate the bowl. Amazing how that works. That's 21 points in 34 games for Horacek in this. Hey, let's keep the Black Bears updates happening for Marylanders. Dimitri Kebrew, two assists in Sunday's game. Uh, for that, that puts him at 37 points in 45 games for the Silver Spring uh, native and the Howard Husky alum in that. Hey, how about another one? Sean Kilcullen. Killa, a huge weekend for him. A goal and four assists. Had a goal and two assists on Friday night and assist on Saturday and Sunday afternoons as well. Big, big comeback for him. 40 points in 50 games, including 32 assists as the Black Bears have six games remaining uh, going forward from that. A guy they played against, William Lawrence, a Bethesda native, had a goal on Saturday, the lone goal for the Tomahawks on Saturday, putting him at 11 goals and 19 points through 46 games for the Team Maryland alum. Quinn Kennedy had a goal and an assist on Saturday, but the Danbury Hattricks fall short as they get swept by the Maine Nordiques. In this, Kennedy, three goals and 15 points in 38 games uh, combined with uh, the Black Bears and with the Dan Barry Jr. hat tricks. Blake Montgomery got his first assist in the NCDC as he uh, jumped up. This is uh, two weeks, two weekends ago, so my apologies for that. Got an assist on Saturday the 11th as the Rockets beat the Utica Jr. Comets 9-5. to That's his first assist in five games with the NCDC after a... Uh, Solid, solid time with the Mount St. Charles Academy where he had uh, seven goals and 13 assists in 35 games at the 18U AAA level. Brother Bryce uh, 
did not register or did register a goal on Friday night. Didn't register a point Saturday or Sunday, but a big goal for him in the uh, as the as the Cedar Rapids Rough Riders defeated the Madison Capitals seven to three for Montgomery. That's his fifth goal of the year in the USHL. Thirteen points overall in forty-one games for the Big Blue Liner, who is a Cal- Car- Carolina Hurricanes draft pick as well. A Luke Rubin update for the uh, Team Maryland 18U AAA forward as, uh, man, he is having himself a season. Uh, f- 80 points, 51 goals and 80 points in 54 games at the 18U AAA level with Team Maryland. That include that doesn't include the 15 goals in 12 games he had in the THF 18U situation and then 8 goals and 14 points in the EP uh, Cup Series 18U situation. So a, uh, if you want to do the math on all that, please do and uh, get back to me. But the, the math that I have right here, 74 goals on the season and 113 points. I'm sure somebody can rip me a, rip me a new one, but that's what I got. That's a lot of, that's a lot of points. And he is uncommitted as well as uh, he just turned 18. So we will see where he can go. A offensive dynamo that I think uh, we should be keeping our eyes on. Because this kid, this kid is something special. I mean, he's got all the scoring prowess. I mean, he, he's done it, done it all through all the levels, all the levels. He's gotten uh, goals, so we will see what he can do uh, moving forward in uh, in his career. I think he's going to be one definitely to watch moving forward. Jarrett Tenorti had an assist on Saturday night as the Chicago Blackhawks lost to the Arizona Coyotes four to two. But that's a, a big assist for Tenorti, his first. Uh, since March 6th, that puts him at uh, two goals, six assists for eight points in 38 games with the Blackhawks this season. Jack Spicer got into the cage after three games off and did not have a, uh, a great time overall. Lost to the Fargo Force 4-3 to uh, with uh, 24 saves in the defeat. That puts him at 20, 20 wins, eight losses, one loss in extra time with a 2.98 goals against and an 890 save percentage for the Rockville, Maryland native. And then uh, Andrew Takis, he's going dancing. Colgate University won the ECAC, and uh, he will be moving on with the uh, Colgate University squad. And, uh, yeah, he will go ahead and get himself a chance at the tournament. Uh, Of course, he was the third goaltender for most of the year. He did get into two games in November, one on the 11th uh, for only six minutes, and then played the entire game against Niagara in an overtime defeat on the 26th. So still going to go dancing for Andrew Takis. So shout out to the Bowie, Maryland native uh, on that. So that's it. That's all. We've done it once again. Uh, Thank you all for listening again next week. We will do a wrap up of uh, team Maryland uh, Navy and Towson men in the division one, and then all the women in D two. So that would be Navy uh, Maryland and Loyola as well as uh, I think I said team Maryland before, but if I didn't, I did it now. Uh, and then we'll wrap up the season. It'll be season five finale time uh, for the Chesapeake Hockey Week. So thank you all for listening. I'm Scotty Waz. Take care of yourself and someone else. This has been Chesapeake Hockey Week, part of the Face Off Hockey Show, Media Faction and Podcast Monsters. Hey, if you want to keep in touch with everything going on at Chesapeake HW Pod is the best place to do it on the Twitter machine. Uh, if you want to get some stuff that's mm, kind of updated, go to the Facebook page. Uh, facebook.com slash clutch and crab hockey. When I remember to update stuff, it goes there. Twitter is my main source, though, so maybe take a peek 
off that. But uh, you guys have a good one. Uh, be safe. Be smart. Uh, warm up because it's spring. Take your allergy meds. And if you're out of the rings, play that clutch and crab hockey. We'll talk to you next week for the season finale. Peace.